Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite Checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy. And welcome to Season 5, Episode 13. Now, uh, active directory attacks are nothing new, but this is a, this is a new variant of this that I have not been familiar with. It's called Kerber roasting, um, and it's been apparently uh, uh, surging in the last uh, twelve months. We've we've seen, uh, or the cybersecurity researchers have seen, a five hundred eighty three percent surge in this type of attack, which is a worrying trend considering the attacks are often deployed in tandem with ransomware, leading to devastating consequences for targeted organizations. Uh, um, and among cyber criminals, the appeal of uh, Kerber roasting uh, attacks uh, lies in in the potential to deliver comprehensive access to an organization's entire IT infrastructure. That's why you attack Active Directory in the first place. Now, it's a privilege escalation attack at Kerber roasting. Uh, it exploits vulnerabilities in the Kerberos authentication protocols utilized by Windows devices to gain access to IT environments based on service principal names or SPNs. Developed at MIT in the 1980s, the Kerberos authentication protocol aimed to facilitate secure identity verification without transmitting plain text passwords over a network. Over time, the protocol became the default authentication mechanism for operating systems, including Windows and Active Directory. This attack vector isn't new because it's been, you know, we're talking about Kerberosing, it's been around since 2014. And, and uh, the first Kerberosing attacks focused on government agencies and financial institutions. Eventually, this type of attack uh, declined in popularity among hackers. However, recent observations indicate a resurgence driven by weaknesses inherent in the complexity of modern computing infrastructure. Most recently, state backed cyber criminals leveraged Kerber roasting in a series of supply chain attacks. Kerber roasting has also been observed in connection with other attack types like ransomware and data exfiltration. One cybercrime group in particular has made extensive use of this technique. Known as Vice Spider, these hackers are thought to be accountable for nearly 30% of all observed Kerber roasting related network intrusions. Now, typically, cyber criminals who deploy Kerber roasting attacks aim to gain control of a network service's accounts by interacting with a domain controller's ticket-granting service. They use an authenticated account and then request service tickets associated with SPNs connected to vulnerable accounts. The service tickets contain encrypted data. Offline, the attackers subsequently break through the encryption to reveal plain text passwords, providing them with unfeathered access to critical systems. Now, among cyber criminals, cyber roasting attacks are lauded for their stealth. The attacks operate without generating any noticeable alerts or, or conspicuous uh, activities within the network. Cyber criminals launching Kerber roasting attacks are also starting to incorporate automation within attack techniques. As a result, Kerber roasting attacks can be challenging to detect and tough to mitigate. Now, to counter the growing risk posed by Kerber roasting attacks, a multi-layered cybersecurity strategy is a must. Make sure you strengthen password policies for both service and user accounts so that uh, weak passwords often facilitate the success of these attacks. It is a brute force attack after all. Uh, cybersecurity professionals also need to recognize Kerber roasting attack indicators such as unusual ticket requests, failed login, or unauthorized access attempts, and unusual network traffic patterns. Further, organizations can enhance their security by adopting encryption for network traffic, helping to thwart attackers who try to intercept and expose sensitive information. 
Now, security automation is something that I do uh, checkmates uh, sessions on, and we talk about uh, the management API best practices and, and such. And this is, you know, and, and honestly, automating um, you know, security as much as possible is, is definitely a good idea. And, and, definitely, and it's definitely required just because of the complexity of the systems and, and so on. Uh, it can certainly uh, streamline time-consuming manual cybersecurity tasks and offer efficient threat prevention, investigation, and incident response mechanisms. And they can also empower security staff to dedicate time to strategic higher level cybersecurity tasks that otherwise might be uh, sidelined. Uh, however, uh, you know, organizations got to be careful in making sure that they're adhering to best practices, not only to ensure that organizations can harness the full potential of automated cybersecurity solutions, but also enable staff members to work in synchronous in symbiotic way with the solutions. Now there are seven actionable security automation best practices that'll help your organization integrate the strengths of automation with those of human intelligence uh, that will maximize the opportunities to thrive within complex, high-pressure, and precision-centric enterprise ecosystems. So first of all, uh, you got to need to optimize the synergy. And so automation excels in executing routine tasks. I mean, for example, creating network objects or creating very simple rules and that kind of thing. Humans are still needed to bring in unique insights, contextual understanding, and strategic thinking. Now, it's the synergy between automation and skilled staff that's key in an effective, modernized cybersecurity strategy. Now, reallocate resources to evolve and rethink human roles and to ensure a alignment across ecosystem elements. Now, you also might want to commit to some team training. Now, prepare, you got to prepare your people for the shift from manual to automated response by providing team members with comprehensive training that's tailored to individual roles. Now, to, of course, reinforce the technical aspects of new automated solutions and the implications now, and clarify precisely what a security automation solution can handle and where human intervention is critical. Clear explanations around this can prevent misunderstandings and can ensure that your team knows when to step in. Uh, you might want to prioritize any, any automation initiatives that you have. Assess and decide on which security issues are the most pressing in your environment. Map out the priorities. When you have a well-defined set of priorities, develop use cases and evaluate opportunities for security workflow automation. Now, of course, engage relevant stakeholders in this process. Although bringing in a wider working group may slow down efforts, an inclusive approach ensures that key perspectives are heard, resulting in broader consensus and buy-in and adoption. This can prevent future roadblocks and resistance to automation adoption. And take a measured approach when you do this. When it comes to security automation, most organizations can't automate everything at once, but this may work to a given organization's advantage. And moving forward with automation in high impact areas provides opportunities to build internal support for it and to showcase the effectiveness of automation tools. The initial results can reaffirm stakeholder buy-in and foster the momentum necessary to further expand automated initiatives. Now, a measured approach can serve as a foundation for a successful and adaptive, adaptable automation strategy, one that aligns with your organization's specific needs and objectives, and, and have playbooks. Now, that's not to be confused with play blocks. Now, ahead of, the beginning, uh, ahead of the beginning of the workflow automation process, ensure that workflows are as strong and solid as possible, and this will help when optimizing processes. Then develop playbooks. These will serve as a foundation upon which your automation efforts will be built. Now, playbooks help set the stage for successful automation process development that's predicated upon a solid foundation of well-documented and optimized workflows. Now, 
Of course, your higher level object or, or project should be planned. Uh, automation presents opportunities for your security team to contribute to your organization at a much higher level. Strategically consider how analysts may be able to redirect efforts into previously overlooked or underattended value add areas. Now, for instance, analysts may be able to spend time uncovering the root causes of persistent types of threats, such as phishing. Proactive investigation of root causes can assist with addressing underlying vulnerabilities. These kinds of activities can significantly contribute to the elevation of an organization's cybersecurity posture. Consider security orchestration. Now, integrating security orchestration alongside security automation enables organizations to seamlessly coordinate complex security workflows across multi-cloud environments. This can improve operational efficiency, communication, and collaboration, and can also yield reduced response times. Now, we also have five emerging malware threats, and we'll start with Gootbot, which is, a, which is the Goot Loader Group, has developed a new malware variant for command and control and lateral movement called Gootbot. It's been observed in campaigns that leverage SEO-poisoned searches for business documents. Researchers note that Gootbot sends victims to compromised sites that look like legitimate forums. Once there, users are deceived into downloading the initial payload as an archive file. After infection, large quantities of Gootbot implants are decimated throughout the corporate environments. Um, it, each implant leverages a different hard-coded C2 server, making the attack difficult to block. Now, it's been active since 2014. Uh, the Gootloader group often relies on a combination of SEO poisoning and compromised WordPress sites in order to deliver malware. The second one we've got here is called Bunny Loader. This newly observed malware as a service tool is under active development and capabilities are evolving, but generally include key logging, clipboard monitoring, and remote co uh, command execution. Now, any threat actor can purchase a basic version of the Bunny Loader for $250 US on the dark web, while the more sophisticated version of the tool is available at a higher price point. At the core of Bunny Loader's operation is the C2 panel, which oversees an array of nefarious tasks, key logging, credential harvesting, and so on. The C2 panel also offers statistics, client tracking, and task management. In turn, the threat actor can closely control and monitor infected machines. Technical analyses have revealed that Bunny Loader is equipped with persistence mechanisms and anti-sandboxing tactics. The malware uses various techniques to evade analysis and detection. Now, number three on the list is called Lion Tail. In its most recent campaign, the group known as Scarred Manicore has been observed using Lion Tail, a set of custom loaders and in-memory shellcode payloads. Now, these do not have any overlap with known malware families, enabling attackers to blend in with legitimate traffic and to remain undetected. As part of the framework, Checkpoint discovered that Scarred Manicore deploys the passive backdoor lion tail on Windows servers in order to execute commands via HTTP requests and to run payloads that attackers send to the URL specified in the malware's configuration. The lion tail framework has been used in attacks targeting government, military, telecommunication, and financial organizations. These groups have been located in Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Kuwait, Oman, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. Emirates. A regional affiliate of a global nonprofit network was also compromised. This malware is believed to have been developed by nation state actors, and the group that deploys it is primarily focused on data extraction, covert access, and other espionage related activities. Number four on the list here is Security Dropper. This dropper as a service, or a DAS, it's a new acronym for me, infects mobile Android devices by posing as a legitimate app. In most cases, the app mimics a Google app, an Android update, a video player, a game, or even a security app. Now, 
once downloaded, the dropper installs a payload, which is some form of malware. Now, the dropper does this by securing access to the read and write external storage and the install and delete packages permissions. Now, a second stage payload is installed through user deception as the user is prompted to tap a reinstall button after seeing a fake error message about the app's installation. Researchers have observed spy notes uh, malware distributed through secure dropper. And in one instance, the entire operation was disguised within an imitation Google Translate app. Now, in other instances, Secura Dropper was uh, observed distributing banking trojans disguised as the Chrome browser, targeting hundreds of cryptocurrency and e-banking applications. Now, number five on the list is the Jupiter Info Stealer, uh, Jupiter with a Y. Uh, a wave of new incidents involving a Jupiter Info Stealer have affected organizations in the education, healthcare, and government sectors. Now, the, the, uh, the malware enables hackers to steal credentials and to exfiltrate data. Although this malware has technically existed since 2020, new variants continue to evolve with simple yet impactful and unsettling changes. In the most recent incidents, the researchers found the info stealer posing as legitimately signed files, using a valid certificate to avoid scrutiny and to enable initial access to a victim's machine. Jupiter infections occur via malicious websites, drive-by downloads, and phishing emails. Recently, an online copy of the U.S. government's budget for 2024 was found to be infected. Contending with the amorphous landscape that is, malicious software requires a proactive and innovative approach to cybersecurity, of course. Now, remain resilient in the face of relentless malware threats. Ensure your organization leverages cybersecurity solutions that provide comprehensive coverage across all threat vectors and do prevention first. Solutions should encompass a wide spectrum of preventative security layers from firewalls to intrusion prevention systems to advanced endpoint protection. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go!, Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media. And we'll see you next time.